Boys, girls, it's still to choose. You chasing a bit of country and western wear with a bit more style, a bit more flair, a bit more sass. Countryduds.com.au have got you covered. From flannies to t-shirts to trucker caps, they've got it all. Go and check them out. They've even teamed up with me to bring you the ultimate Sunday outfits. Every month, new Sunday outfit comes out. Get around it. Wrap your body in it today. Countryduds.com.au Boys, men, fellas, blokes, are you chasing some accessories, some fashion accessories? That's right, lads. Go and check out aemanstore.com. These guys have got you covered. From wedding bands, to general male rings, to flick lighters, to necklaces. Honestly, these guys are going to bring you more class than a teacher. Fellas, spruce yourself up. Make the missus go, whoa, baby, come at me. aemanstore.com. Ball bags and front bumps. You want a new boat, but you can't afford it. Why not make the old boat look brand spanking new? Jump on boatratmafia.com.au. These guys got you covered. They have got ready-to-go wraps. Punch in your measurements of your boat. Pick a design. Bing, bada, boom, they'll send it out to you. Want something custom? Send them an email. Boatratmafia.com.au. This episode of the Blind Man Dang podcast is proudly brought to you by Country Duds. I swear it's country. All right, boys, girls, still choose. Blind Man Dan's poor sight. Poor bastards running into objects in the broad daylight. Blind Man Dan's now live. This is a hazard. So nutsacks and front cracks, listen up, enjoy the ride. Boys, girls, still to choose. Welcome back to another episode of the Blind Man Dan podcast. I have Shari from that Crafted Taste Brewing Supplies here in Brisbane. How are you, chick? I am fantastic. How are you? Oh, mate. Just living my best life here in Brizzy. Isn't it brilliant? My little, my little godfather resort here. It's resort. Nice, it's a nice spot, eh? It's, it is honestly, it is bloody beautiful. It's not bad. It's my home away from home. It's one of these homes where you feel like you just get in, you feel welcome and home and I love it How here. How good is it? Yeah. And they're so lovely too. Yeah, yeah. Why don't I tell them that to their face, but... I'll yeah. tell them. Yeah, no, everyone sort of does as they leave. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, why do you lie to these people? <laughs> um, so, I've actually named you, like, Shari the Brewing Lady. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I reckon that's got a good ring to it. Yeah, yeah. Shari the Brewer. So, were you born and raised in Brisbane? How'd you end up here? Yeah, for the most part. We're initially from um, a town called Stanthorpe, um, which is... About three hours southwest of Brizzy, I guess. So all dad's family's from there. We were born there. Um, and then, yeah, we moved up here. And so for the most of my life, I lived here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good old Brizzy. It's just too far too busy for me, eh? Oh. It's insane. It has its moments. I think when you've lived here for so long, you just get used to it. Yeah, people seem to be a lot phased by it. Like, we cruise around with the godfather around Brizzy here, and we're on a four-lane highway yesterday, and we're all fucking stopped. Like, what yeah. the fuck are we doing? What, None why? of us love that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but you just tolerate it. <laughs> well, see, now, well, now being, working where I am, like, it's like 10 minutes from home. Yeah. So, like, when you don't have the commute and stuff like that, it doesn't bother you as much. Yeah, yeah. I actually realised you were so close to here. Yeah, like, honestly, we could throw a stone. Unreal. Handy. Um, so, were your parents always in this home brewing thing? How, like... Has your dad got a trade behind him or is home brewing a trade? Yeah, so you actually can't, being a brewer is actually a trade and a job. 
Yeah. So yeah, like your commercial brewers, like that's what they are. Um, so dad, we, when we first moved to Brisbane, we had, um, and now like I'm like, would have been knee height. So like, this is me, my memory at least of it. And like talking to dad and getting his story. Um, and there was an old fellow who lived across the road and he'd said to dad, oh, like I've brewed some beer. Do you want to try some? And dad been like, oh, no, thanks, mate. No, thanks. Like I don't. You know, because you hear so many bad stories about home brewing. brewing. It's going to be shit. Anyway, so whatever it was, one afternoon, Dad bit the bullet and went, oh, yeah, cool, we'll come over and we'll have a couple of beers. And he drank his beer and he went, oh, shit, actually, this ain't too bad. I don't mind this. Um, so how long it took him between that moment and actually brewing, no idea. Um, my, I don't have a lot of memories of him brewing. I can remember being taken to the local brew shop and we, he wouldn't, so it was back in the day where you were allowed to, you know, kids were just mm. doing what they were doing and they had a big fish pond and we used to sit there and watch the goldfish while dad picked up <laughs> these supplies. Yeah. And, and then my only other kind of memory is, yeah, the keg in the outside bar fridge. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of it. Um, so he's like brewed on and off throughout the years, you know, like with any kind of hobby, you know, depending on what goes on with your life and then work and whatever. Yeah. Um, he's come up and down and up and down. And um, I think we've been open for six years now so um he was initially a baker so that was his trade and um he worked his family had a bakery um and then he went back and studied when we were kids and became for lack of like a better word like a database programmer um so he did that like one extreme to the other yeah <laughs> right yeah. um so he did that and um he ended up working for a company for, I think it was about 10 years and then got made redundant and they closed down. Moved over to another company, got made redundant and they closed down. So this was over the course of, I don't know, 20 years or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I think he kind of went, shit, what am I going to do? Now, by this time, I'm an adult, I'm out of home. So where they got to this point, I'm not entirely sure. But um, out of that, Crafted Taste was born. Be fucked. And was it, so I mentioned you at that, your shop you're at now. Yeah. Was it to start there or was it just from home? So we were a couple of doors down. So, yep, they did They did it all from scratch. They initially looked at, oh, is there any homebrew shops that perhaps we want to buy or, um, and they came to the decision of, no, we're going to start, start our own. We're going to start from complete scratch. Um, so they found a unit just down the road from where we are now, substantially smaller um, stocked it and I think it was the 3rd of January they opened their doors for the first time um, we've always been seven days a week so dad was there Monday to Sunday mum was still working um, at another job and so she was there on weekends and when she wasn't at her normal job um, and slowly yeah over the last six years they've built what we see now. Bloody hell. And you're still seven days a week? 
Still seven days a week. I suppose your weekend probably is your biggest trade, isn't it? Or? Oh, massively. Yeah. You know, especially for them. So, like, I think me coming on board has been, I was really good for them in being able to get a little bit more balance. Um, because, yeah, like working, you know, working that hard, and, yeah. you know, over the course of two jobs, luckily, mum eventually, you know, the business grew to be able to support both of them, both of them which mm. was fantastic. Um, you know, it's a lot of hard work. And when you're in a business, it's not just, oh, we walk in at nine and we leave at five. Of course not, no. You never switch off. So there's a lot of a lot of work. So the fact that um, they each get a couple of days off now is freaking awesome. Mm. Um, and a little bit more life balance. What's your, what was your background? So my background, I was in dental for about 10 years. Um, I also have a degree as a naturopath. When I came over to mum and dad, I was in basically like a management role in dental and I was working full time, having like little kids and it was just so full on. Naturopath in that homebrew. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking it's like oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's not a very interesting story, but essentially mum said, you know, would you, would you like to come over to us? A bit a balance for you. Mm. Um, a bit more freedom with the kids, you know, because when you're in management, you, your job takes precedence. Yeah. Um, which is really hard when you've got young kids. Yeah. So um, initially I was like, well, what good am I going to be? Like, I don't, like, yes, I've seen dad brew and yes, I've drank his brews and whatever else, but I'm like, I don't know shit about brewing. Yeah. Like, do you I like the know. taste of beer? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, I'm not like a let's drink a carton. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, I you don't mind. I yeah. I do. Um, so when you went over, you never done your own brewing no, until the stage. Never ever, never picked up anything. How long have you been there now? Just over three years. All right. So the first twelve months was like a bit of a like, well, what the hell is all of this? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Where's this guy? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I eventually got there. Like we through, you know, and I was. It was by no means like where we are now. I could never have. This was never the plan. You know, like the second brew that I did, I boiled the ass out of a fermenter, fucked the fermenter. Oh shit! Came up with my tail between my legs. Going, <laughs> Dad. Dad. <laughs> I fucked up. I've, I've done something that I don't think I should have. Um, but, you know, like, I still use the, the same fermenter now. It was luckily completely fine. But, um, yeah, like, just went in, rolled my sleeves up, listened to every single bloody thing that Dad had to say, and then, you know, researched and whatever else. And, and now you've mastered it, you think? Oh, I don't think I've mastered it. I don't think anyone will ever master it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's different types of brewing too. Like majority of the brewing that I do is extract brewing. Um, you know, which to be all honest, like it's the easy way. Um, Dad will do a lot of all grain stuff. The only reason I do mostly extract is for, like for content of getting it out there. It's easily relatable to people. They can see that it's nice and easy. You don't need expensive ass equipment. You don't need hours of time. Um, so I, I think that I brew an all right drop, but like anyone can. Like it's not. All right, well, for the listeners, let's break down extract brewing. Mm -hmm. What's the first step and what does, what does it mean, extract brewing? So there's two types. I guess in home brewing, there's two types. So all beer is made from grain. So that's basically put into a boiler with water. 
It's mashed at 67 degrees, um, which basically extracts all of your starches and enzymes and whatever else it needs to do. You then put it on a boil for an hour. That's basically to kill out everything and you add your hop additions from there. When you say boils, are actually boiling? Boil, yeah. yeah. So 100 degrees yeah. on the boil and then we're adding our hops. So hops is what gives flavor and aroma and bitterness to beer, and where And where's this hops come from? What is it? Uh, it's like, I actually think it's in the same type of plant as like marijuana. Yeah, right. They're like little buds. Yeah, yeah. Yep, grows on a vine. So depending on the type of hop you've got, like a lot of beers, you know, so Forex uses cluster, which is a little bit more of a like an earthier hop. A lot of your craft beers now use, you know, real citrusy, fruity mm. type of hops. And they smell like it too. Yep. So um and yeah, like they're they're really like yeah, they're hoppy. Yeah, hoppy. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to explain, but they've got a real definite smell to them. Like, yeah. and they're, it's delicious. Um, so basically, that is then you be essentially made once you've done your hop additions. So hop additions are done at set times, at set ratios. Um, now, if you were doing just your all grain, that is going to be cooled. It's going to be thrown in a fermenter, fermented, and you'll have beer in however long. Extract brewing, basically someone has done all that work for you, done all your hop additions and boiled it to a syrup. And then they've put it in a tin. So, uh, okay. yeah, so they're the two main differences. So, um, you know, that all grain process can take you three, four, five hours. So it's a very long drawn out process. And you do need, you know, specific equipment. It doesn't always have to be expensive. Um, but, you know, I think even at entry level, you're still looking at probably 500 bucks to just start. And yep. that's with, you know, very standard equipment. You know, you're not getting into anything overly fancy. So your extract is in a can. So we get our can and we get our bag of fermentables. So that just basically helps us get extra grog or extra alcohol into our beer. Yep. Um, and we basically put it in, top it up with water, sprinkle our yeast. And ferment it away and it's beer in a week. In a week? In a week. What beer do you enjoy making more? Extract or the go on the whole boil it up and do the whole oh, show? I think that the process of all grain is fantastic. Mm. And if you've got the time and being up, and it's a matter of opinion, but my opinion is all grain is definitely better than extract. Um, but I'm on, like, it takes a lot of time. It has to be more rewarding feel if you nail it. Oh, <laughs> definitely. And it's all well and good for us because we set the, um, the grandfather up, you know, in the shop on a Friday morning um, and spend the first half of our day while we work making beer. Yeah. So, like, that's fine. But for the average person who's got work, has got kids, you know, kids' sports on the weekends, to try and find four or five hours... Yeah. So I think that um, I like the fact that extract brewing, you can make good beer. You know, you get the reward, the reward of making your own beer and being able to drink it for very minimal time. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like the most an extract's going to take you, you know, 15 minutes, maybe half an hour. Yep. You know, so it takes that, that time out of it. What um, governs the actual alcohol content, the heaviness of it? You know, if it's a 3.5 or a 
So the amount of fermentable sugar. Yep. So yeast creates two main things. So they create different byproducts, but the two main things is CO2 and alcohol or ethanol. Um, So depending on how much sugar you put in and also yeast, so like you need to, you know, if you want to load up and make a stupidly high ABV beer, you got to make sure you've got enough yeast that will tolerate that. Uh, But essentially... Your yeast chews through your sugar, it pumps out CO2 out the top, puts alcohol into your beer. Um, and as long as you've got enough kind of sugar and a yeast that's tolerable to whatever ABV you're trying to hit, you can just up that until you reach the ABV you want. ABV? Alcohol by volume. So oh. like your percentage of alcohol. So you know, will you say 3.5%? So that's 3.5% ABV. Uh. Not a big vagina, Toby. <laughs> no, not here. Self high five. So yeah, like we only make middies. Um, oh, we do the occasional, you know, four, four point five percent. But you know, we're not. We, we don't need to create anything overly crazy. You know, Dad drinks most of the kegs that come through. It, you know, he's getting old. You can't handle his. You can't handle it. Yeah, same. Like in the way of spirits, that too. So technically, distilling. Yeah, so technically, distilling in Australia is illegal. Um, If you want to distill legally in Australia, you need to hold an um, some type of license. So most, like, if you are a home distiller and you want to get a license, I believe it's like an artesian license. it's governed by the ATO. So essentially, it's, you know, especially look at spirits, how much tax we pay on grog and especially spirits. Mm. Um, it's so that home brewers pay their fair share, or any distiller for that matter, pays their fair share of tax. All right, so I come across you on TikTok. So there's a hot chick making beer. So that's just like, holy fucking Jesus, going to watch that. Yeah, who the hell is she? What yeah. is she freaking doing? Yeah, she's hot. She makes beer. There's really nothing else to fucking say. So how's that going for you, the the TikTok world? And how's the, um, is it more of a, a man's job making beer? Are you accepted into the industry? Yeah, so it's funny because, so I think I'd been working for mum and dad for about 12, 18 months. And I kind of said to them, yeah, we need to like do some more stuff. Like we need to jazz it up. You know, like I'm a millennial. You know, they're both born in the 60s. Um, home brewing is very much, that's not to say that's not changing, but it's very much monopolised by men um, and certainly like uh, middle-aged men, to be polite. <laughs> um, you know, there there are a lot of new people moving through. Just a um, clap, what's middle-aged? What age is middle-aged now? Well, I'm thinking like 50, 50 plus. Is middle-aged? Well, I was trying to be... Consider it. Yeah, that's, well, it's good. I'm not middle-aged yet. Fuck, am I in that category? <laughs> no, so, you know, and we were just very much, you know, plodding along like any kind of, you know, standard retail store. Um, when I first came on, we I redid the website um, and eventually got us to be able to ship Australia-wide, which was really exciting. We'd never shipped before. Um, and I kind of said to dad, oh, you know, let's kind of take it up a notch. Like, what can we do? What's out there? What are, um, kind of businesses that aren't stuck in past decades? Because homebrew is certainly, mm. um, 
you know, probably stuck behind the times. What, what are other businesses doing? And um, I was like, look, there's people making videos. Let's make some videos. Now, I take after Sonny, um, being loud and boisterous. Sonny's mum, by the Sonny's way. Sonny's mum. Yeah. Um, and old Jace is not as boisterous. Yeah. He doesn't care to be the face. Um, and he's like, no, I don't particularly want to do videos. I said, well, mate, no one wants to hear from me. Like, no one cares what I have to say. No one's going to watch my videos. <laughs> and <Lol>. like, to, <laughs> You know what I even said? No one wants to watch a blonde bird in her 20s talking about beer. Like, I honest, and I was dead set to it as well. And I just thought, no one's... Anyway, time when I'm like, come on, mate, like, let's... Anyway, he wouldn't do it. And um, I think I was there one day by myself and I was putting down a beer. Um, and I hadn't down... I'd only just downloaded TikTok. I think they were away on like a long weekend or something. And I thought, oh, I'm going to make a video and I'll send it to them and we'll have a bit of a laugh. Um, and it was yeah, something along the lines of, um, oh, I've got a home brewer in question. Can you help? Or can I, can, is your dad around to help? Um, and then it goes through me putting my beer down and says, you know, who the bloody hell do you think brews all of his beer? Um, which is, which was exactly the case. Uh. And we kind of had a bit of a laugh together about it. And, and I thought, oh, I wonder, you know, there was a few views and I thought, oh, that's, you know, okay. So I did a couple more and, um, then I did one, my first kind of one that really took off was busting home brewing myths. Yeah. And like it was nothing special. It was just me walking around the shop talking about like, you know, what people think home brewing is and what it actually is. And, and it was like all of a sudden, like I woke up and, you know, my phone would be like, plus Boom. this, plus this, plus this. And I was like, fuck, what? I'm what fucking is? famous. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Do you know what I mean? Like it never, it wasn't something that we were like, oh, we're going to do this and really go for it. It was something that we just stumbled across. And I was like, geez, maybe people don't mind hearing yeah. what I have to say. Um, and, you know, so like we traded with a couple more and then... And they're definitely uh, only watching for your words. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They all they care about is the content. Yeah. Um, you know, I had another one that I just I thought the page was about knitting. I'm only just learning now. It's about brewing. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and then it kind of then grew from there. So, um, like, I certainly, it's not the be-all and end-all. Like, it's not my main focus. Um, and that's that's for no other reason than um, it's just not my main interest. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, of the business. Um, it's been remarkable what it's done for the business. Um, and I didn't think that um, it could it could possibly have an effect. No. Um, and even now, like we still get monthly orders from, and because there's only the three of us, no one else is there at the moment. Um, we all know that every single order that comes through, we'll all see it. Um, we track those orders as well so that we can see who's returning and then, um, you know, reward those customers. So they give thank you gifts and put stuff in their packages and stuff so they know like, hey, we actually fucking appreciate, appreciate your business, huh? you. Like we're not just some store that, you know, just no, you're taking put, orders, yeah. popping it out. You, you care. Know, 
Oh, you, and you got you, you can see when you walk into that shop and meet met your parents and whatnot. Like he's got pride in what you do. You're passionate about it. Definitely. You can see that in your videos you do too. That you're passionate about it. Oh, you know, and we care. And I think the main thing that initially started the videos was not, oh, this will perpetuate business. It was. It never even crossed my mind that it could result in sales. It was more like, how can we grow the industry? Um, how can we inform people? Because there's lots of people who think, yeah, that homebrew tastes like rubbish or that it's too hard or it's too expensive to get into or whatever else. Um, and it's like, well, how can we give back? You know, they say there's only like one or 2% of the population that homebrews or has homebrewed or currently homebrewed. So it's not, you know, a lot. Yeah. So it was more about like, let's put information out there. Um, and then when it rolled over to you know, actual sales, it was like, wow, this I, is... You this definitely is... have room there to ramp it up a lot more than you have too. Oh, massively. Like this blonde chick brewing beer could go a lot bigger than what you'd let it, you know. And utilise a whole lot of other platforms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not happening. Um, but, oh, yeah, we could. And I think, and like, you know, we did branch out into um, doing some hardware stuff. So, like, I think that's probably how you came across me with your growler set up. And, yeah. And that was awesome to be able to... Um, hardware, growler. Yeah. Only fans. <laughs> Hit people who, you know, don't necessarily want to brew beer. Yeah. But can go, oh, wow, they've got some really cool stuff and useful stuff. That little, um, so a growler for the listeners is a um, little mini keg. Yeah, it's a totally usable keg. portable. Yeah, and it's fucking awesome. I got one off here. And I was um, I was on the dry at the time, so I filled that with uh, the soda water and that Bickford's lemon coil. Yeah. And I just had that in there and um, it was just freezing cold all day because it must be made the same as a Yeti, that, the way that, cans, so. that keg's made. Because you put it in there in the morning cold and by you know, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, it's still coming out cold as cold. Yeah, so I think they're like double walled. Or, yeah. And yeah, like we've got guys who don't even use them for, for like beer, like, you know, who are truck drivers yeah. or workers. And um, like especially in the middle of the summer. Like they'll say, you you can hardly grab the outside because it's aluminium or yeah. like it's some type of metal, still cold, stainless yeah. or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, it's bloody hot to touch. Cold to open it up. Yeah. Oh, I see bloody cold. Yeah, they're a great. Yeah, it's invention. Yeah, it's deadly. Uh, I've been taking it to shows with me, and I've just got this little keg sitting on top of the boat or whatever I'm giving away at the time, and I'm pouring it in my mouth with the tube. It's freaking deadly. Actually, we got a good photo. You and I doing yeah, that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> pouring into my mouth, yeah. and that's to say, well, it didn't end up in my mouth. <laughs> Like a blind man at the wheel. <laughs> so with so with this home brew industry, right, and like people take it home, they've got a keg and whatnot, do you think people will drink more if they've just got it on tap like that at home or is it no different if it's just a fridge full of stubbies? Yeah, like I think, well, I see, I think if you bottle your beer, there's the potential that you'd have to drink less or you'd have to be bloody onto it. Because you know, like the process of bottling is actually quite extensive, and it's not just oh ferment, drink your beer. It's ferment, bottle two to four weeks in bottles, and then drinking. So you've yeah. got to have like a nice steady flow. For the guys who are kegging, um, you know, like your kegs hold about two cartons. So is there room to perhaps overindulge? There is. 
Um, but it's the same as, you know, I've got a double door beer fridge at home and that very rarely gets understocked. <laughs> Do you know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah. With different types of things. So that's easy to indulge in as well. Yeah. Um, what I do appreciate with home brewing is, and I do um, understand that um, there are people that perhaps have a problem with alcohol or um, don't need further encouragement to drink. Um, you know, like I've made a few funny videos and you get the occasional comment of like, oh, let's shine some light on Australian alcoholism, which is true. Like, you know, we're a nation of drinkers. Yeah. That's for the most part, how it is. Um, and it's not like that. I think that um, we can have a laugh and stuff about it without um, you know, taking ourselves too seriously. Yeah. But, you know, I think we do have a lot of guys who come in and be like, all right, I want to brew this, but can we make it a mid-strength, please? I want to be able to have six schooners. And not be wasted. And, you know, be able to wake up in the morning and not be, yeah. you know, be able to enjoy my Sunday morning. Well, like I came in and asked you to make me a zero alcohol beer. <laughs> Which was oh, so much harder than what I could have <laughs> ever fathomed. Did it turn out? I never got tried to, I don't have a chance to taste it. Did it no, taste like so the ex, so I tried to do an extract because I thought, oh, extract, you know, would be easy for people to replicate if they tried to do it. Tasted like shit. Yeah. Tasted like absolute shit. Because I went down the process of, okay, we'll ferment it, then boil the alcohol off it. But obviously, you know, you start boiling beer, that changes things. You've got hops in there, which then under heat changes things. Um, anyway, long story short, tasted like shit. We then had the option to do an all grain, do a very low kind of... Um, what we would call SG or specific gravity, which is essentially how much sugar is in, in the wort um, and ferment very, very cold with specific yeasts. And I was like, geez, that's all well and good for us to do. No. But for the average person who wants to replicate it. Too much it, of it. it. It's too much of a stuff around. No. So, you know, the way yeah, a lot of people homebrew because it's cheaper. Um, you can buy non-alcoholic beer. You can buy it at Woolworths now. Right. they got you the know, full range. And it's, you know, 10 bucks or 12 bucks it's or something. It's not. It is not. It is fucking almost the same price as a bloody proper alcoholic carton. Oh, shit. Because I, I kid bought, you not, woman. Well, they've upped their prices. Like I have. bought non-alcoholic beer when we were talking about it because I was like, well, I have to try this. Mm -hmm. See what it tastes like. Is there any real difference? I swear I only paid 12 bucks and they were like 375 tallies or not tallies but you go and buy stubbies. you can buy like a carton of northerns or a carton of better beer zeros and they're well up close to the 50 bucks really I kid you not eh? that's what my mates will up be like what the fuck it's the same price yeah just don't uh, drink nothing yeah well I end up I end up just not drinking nothing to be honest because I went pretty hard on the zeros because like we you know out the boat now I fucking love a beer and I love the taste of beer that's yeah. why I wanted you to do that one for me. Because at the end of the day, beer wasn't treating me right. Well, alcohol in general wasn't treating me right. It's got to a stage where I don't know what was going on, but like I had one beer and I could feel I felt drunk. Yeah, I don't right. Know what was happening in my life? And it just it wasn't bringing good to my life. So I um, I got no, nothing against anyone who drinks and gets on it and whatnot. 
if beer, if alcohol isn't bringing anything negative to your life, there's, I don't see there's a fucking reason to stop it. But the only reason I stopped was nothing good was coming from it at all. Even one beer was nothing was good was coming from it. So it stopped. And um, I was smacking zeros like they're going out of fashion, but it's the same, like, you know, you break that seal and you just piss in every beer. So, like, you still got to go to all the time and you're fucking sober, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, obviously, um, you know, that seven months dry was a learning opportunity for it you. It was great. I'd done nine months, a few years ago, I did nine months dry. Um, but then doing the seven months dry this time, it was, it was awesome. I come on off it. It was pretty wild. Um, mate Ryan talked me into having a fucking homebrew schooner at this little pub, and it was just <laughs> the most amazing thing ever. And that turned into six beers. Like, by the time I had that six beer, I, just, I could feel it in my system. And I hated that feeling all of a sudden of seven months dry and being sharp as a tack, no I'm in control, nothing in my system, or no I'm in full control of my body. And then I could feel this, you know, that, that tipsy feeling you get come through your body, thinking, fuck, I hate it. I absolutely hated the feeling of it, eh? So Especially I'd, after being dry for so, so long. long. So I just went dry again. And then I was having a bit of a breakdown a couple of weeks ago. And um, I thought I was sort of freaking out. I just got myself in a real dark hole. And I needed to do something just to stop it. Someone smacked fucking four beers. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, I it was, you know what? It did not help the breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just postponed it yeah. for 20 minutes. Yeah, fuck you, beer. <laughs> so yeah, but like I got... But doing the dries, I recommend anyone who do it who's sort of struggling uh, with they're losing control of how much they're drinking. Because I was drinking anywhere between 6 to 12 a night, every day, no Which worries. Which is a lot. It's a lot, it's too much. And um, I got to the stage where I was drinking it to like, stop anxiety. Like I'd come about you know, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I'd wait 5, yep, have beer. Then it went to 4 o'clock, then it went to 3 o'clock. Well, then I knew something was wrong, it was 9.30 in the morning on Tuesday. Was, and you want to crack a beer. Was, and I did. I was sculling the beer. And, I, you know, I'm like, fuck, this is not right. Something's, you know, got to stop. So I just stopped. And it was the best thing I did. Like, it, um, it brings you back so much more control. Yeah. So much. And it's certainly, like, a question um, that I have raised with mum. Is at what point, um, not that we've, we have people come in, like, that are visibly pissed or, you know, because they drive to the shop and whatever yeah. else. But, you know, I think we're just talking one day and I said, you know, do we have an ethical obligation that if we think that perhaps like this isn't, you know, in their best interest or um, that it could be potentially de detrimental? Like, obviously, from a, like where a retail store, yeah. they couldn't give two shits what we had to say. Let me buy my stuff and walk out. And I said, you know, do you ever think, you know, from your, the fact that from your own moral standpoint, um, you know, you... If you, you know, go yeah. buy a heap of shit at Woolies, the cashier is not going to be like, "Oh gosh, do you need that?" Yeah. You know, so that's not our place. But I said to her, you know, from a moral standpoint, how do you? And I think the kind of conclusion we got to was, well, you know, everyone, like, we're all adults. We all make our own choices. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly something that has crossed my mind. Of, you know, and so that's why we promote as well brewing mid strengths. Um, we have lots of guys who come in, they're like, oh, I want to brew a 6 or 7 or 8% beer. I'm like, okay, well, let's look at that. Why, first of all? Yep. You know, and um, not from a judgmental perspective, but of like... Because we just want to get fucked up. Yeah, and I'm like, well, let's 
that's cool, but, um, you know, let's look at kind of where you're going to get to with that yeah. um, or how to get to there. And then they're like, oh, well, that's a little bit more complex than what I thought. So, yeah, let's just yeah. wind it back a bit. Um, but, you know, m most people are happy brewing their 4% beers. Yeah. And they're going to drink what they're going to drink. Do you know what I mean? The um, the standard squeeze got in contact with me. Oh, I love a, it. A while back. Ash and from the standard squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. Talk not, nice company, eh? yeah. Nice people. They got in contact, but I was on this dry. I only just started my dry. I was like, mate, it sort of clashes with what I'm about right now. I'm sort of pushing like not drinking. You know, yeah. it, you know, in my world anyway. And then I sort of I knocked him back. He wanted to get me a, send me a heap of gear as a you know promotional thing. And I locked him back. I thought about it. I thought, um, no, I'll fucking take it on because if anything, I like the standard squeeze in the way it's responsible drinking. So a mate of mine, oh, I've got plenty of mates, they're big on rum, right? And they're shocking. They're shocking about how they pour. Yeah. It gets more and more and more. And they're not pouring a fucking nip. They're pouring, you know, three at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's getting out of control. And I thought, no, nah. I said back to him, I said, man, I actually like the idea of your stuff where it's um, responsible drinking. He goes, fuck it. We never actually thought about to push it like that. I yeah. said, I would be. I'd be promoting it in a way of it's responsible drinking. You know, so I am, yeah, taking it on and I'll give a couple to be mate. So now he puts his drum with that and does it and he's got a perfect nip every time and it's the reckons he's fucking coming down my half. Oh, I mm. love it. So, um, I was really lucky and fortunate that Ash sent us some stuff up as well. Yeah. Um, and it sits on display in the shop and the amount of people that are like, oh, what's this? You know, mm. I think it is one of the coolest freaking ideas. Yeah, it's good. Whether... Yeah, you drink at home brew or you drink in whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, I love it. I yeah. think it's yeah, definitely the way to go. So, what is your worst experience on alcohol? What's my worst experience? What happens to Shari, the brewing lady, when she's fucking off her head? <laughs> I do. I have to admit, I don't tend to drink like that. But it's funny, and it's going to involve mum. So, the most and it's still it's a more my most recent but it's still a couple of years old story um my divorce was uh finalized and mum said oh let's get a couple of girls together and we'll go have out of the fucking divorce party drinks. <laughs> <laughs> bitches, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and so it wasn't it wasn't meant to be like i actually drove because I real, I thought it was just me and mum and her friend and, oh yeah, let's have some lunch. You know, like it took a while to get to that point. That's really nice. Anyway, it wasn't. And mum had got some of my girlfriends together and um, cocktails. And one thing I do not drink is wine. Uh. Um, it doesn't agree with me. I don't like it. But here I am celebrating and... Yeah, Prosecco and whatever else. And then um, we stayed for more. And here, mum, myself and her best mate are trekking up um, back to her place. And I stopped in at the Bottle O and I got some more stuff. And, and I thought I was fine. And I got home and I oh, got to mum and dad's and I'm pouring some drinks and we're having the best time. And I thought, oh, shit, what have I done? What? I was in a pickle. Hit, like, you, hit uh, you hard. Oh, all of a sudden. Anyway, so needless to say, the toilet bowl got a good workout. I went, shit, I need to get home. Freaking called an Uber. Did, did, you know, you think you do with your freaking Ubers. Um, yeah, got home, freaking stumbled in. 
I could not sit straight, just lying on the couch, off on the freaking floor, <laughs> up a hop. So not that is my worst. Like I don't get belligerently drunk, and I know my limits. Yeah. So generally, for me, it's once I get to a point, it's like you get your ass home or you get your ass to bed. That was such a boring shit story. <laughs> Apart from the fact that, yeah. That, so we, that's, yeah it I was really good, silly. but needed more dragons. And <laughs> did a bit of fire. Yeah. Like, did you, anything cool happen in that story? You just got drunk. I just got pissed. You didn't get naked, make a feel of yourself. Vomit in the Uber. No. You didn't shit yourself. Not that time. <laughs> <laughs> It's a G-rated no, no. G show anyway, we can't get too freaky. <laughs> oh, friggin' alcohol, I'm trying to think of a story I could tell about alcohol, but it's just too many. It's just too fucking many. I actually got to a stage too before I went on that, that seven months dry. It's almost for not remembering. Just like... Oh, completely. Just losing memory of like, not even that wasted, but I fucking couldn't remember what happened the before. And like, I hated that, the anxiety. Oh, and then you don't know what the bloody hell yeah, you did. Wake up the next day, what did I do? That was the worst. That's why I stopped too, because it hangs on. <laughs> yeah, this so is terrible. I'm lucky in the sense, I think that's only happened to me a handful of times. But like, you know, I'm a pro probably a lightweight. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, all right, so what, what is your vision with the business? Like I, you know, like I reckon it could, with what you're doing with the social media side of things, it could just skyrocket even more and like you just become the space of the home brewing industry and it could go a lot bigger. Do you have a big dream for it or are you happy with putting along? No, I'm happy just putting along. Like the biggest thing that drives me is being able to grow mum and dad's business. Like that is, um, that's something that I, I just love. Um, and it's not about, you know, eventually making them a ridiculous amount of money. Um, it's about, you know, seeing that dad gets to do something that he was really passionate about and that he has, you know, well, both him and mum have worked their asses off to get where they have. Um, the business is also, because of the business, it is a corporate sponsor for Epilepsy Queensland. Oh, awesome. Um, so my little girl has epilepsy. She was diagnosed at five months old with epilepsy. Oh, no. So being able to give back to the community and give back to organisations like Epilepsy Queensland, it's because we have the business. Yeah. Um, we can reach, you know, look at all the hundreds of people that walk through the store every month. Um, they then support those causes or what we're passionate about, um, which if it was, we were just any Joe Blow walking into any other job, you don't have that. That's right. Um, so that's what I enjoy most. I don't want to, um, I would love to be able to create more enthusiasm with home brewing. Um, there's certainly more people and more fresh faces coming in to the industry, which I think is exciting. Um, and I think that what I have done hopefully opens the door for them to go, geez, well, if she did it, yeah. we might give it a go. How many people are coming in to meet you? Do you know what? I actually, I can't believe it. I can't believe the people that like, hey, I watch your TikToks yeah. and I'm from here. 
um, or there or freaking yeah. anywhere. Like I think the furthest I've had at the moment is Victoria and they were like on their way up through a holiday and like, oh, we've got to stop in. That's awesome. It's so freaking wild to me yeah. because like to me, um, like I'm just Jace's daughter who yeah. works at the brew shop, Yeah. you know, essentially. Um, so when like they come in, it's like, oh, that's so cool that, you know, you watch my stuff enough that you're like, hey, I want to meet this bird. You should tell Jace that, you know, it's now your store. <laughs> and, he, and he works for you. <laughs> Set aside, Dad. It's funny because, like, I always say to him, oh, you're the boss, you know, you make the choice. And he's like, between you and your mother, I've yeah. got no fucking say. Yeah. Like, I see he's on a couple of videos now. Yeah. So yeah, it's any, good. Um, any, like, all grain stuff um, he will do, and I try and get him a bit involved in some stuff. He's not, perhaps... He tries to be charismatic, but yeah. it's just he's not overly interested in it. Yeah. Um, which is which is fine. Like you know, that's that's my job now. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, you know, the videos will. It's certainly not going to be like my full focus. Um, but the videos will keep on coming, and you know, I think um, there was a, probably a little bit of heat from the industry as well when um, the video started to really get around. But like what I hope is that they eventually get to a point where the videos and the information that I put out benefits them. Uh, and I think that... So you mean heat from the commercial brewers? Uh, no, just other people in the industry or like other shops or... Um, not specifically anything directly to us, just things that I'd heard along the grapevine. Yeah. Um, so it's all gossip, really. Fuck the haters. I've got news to stick a At least out. they're watching my stuff. Exactly. Keep watching, it boosts my yeah. algorithm. Yeah. Any, any publicity is good publicity. Right. Yeah. So, but like, it's not just for us. Like, it's certainly, like, what we do is for the industry and for the things that we're passionate about. Yeah. So you got um, you got an online store? We do have an online store. So they can store. jump on to, what's your store called? Craftertaste.com.au. And they can jump on there and they can buy anything that you've got in the shop there. Pretty much everything. Yep, send cool. it, put a nice little thank you card in there, throw some more merch in. Yeah, kiss it, lick it, send it on its way. Um, so the, there's a few questions there from the followers and they heard I was going to interview you. One of them was mainly, is she single? <laughs> she is not. <laughs> oh. All right, well, this we is should, over. I probably should have started with that question because we just put a fucking waste of air on my time talking to you. <laughs> um, what was the other question? No, that was basically it. Yeah. That was, that yeah. was it. <laughs> Who's this bird? Oh, I love that I'd chick. love to oh, take she's her. So hot. She'll brew my beer. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the next video? You got any ideas? You got to try and change it up a bit. I'm gonna to have to put another beer down because we've got another empty keg. Um, so How many we'll... kegs you got on the go there? Like cold, ready to pour. In the shop, we've got seven. Cold, roll tap, ready to roll. Yeah. So they're for you know people who want to come in and have a bit of a taster. Predominantly, I guess it's also Dad's supply of yeah. he gets then to pick between seven different taps. Well, one of them is always an apple cider now, and one of them is always a ginger beer. So that's five beer kegs. Um, 
So, yeah, because he'll, on a Saturday afternoon, take his growler. So what you've got, he'll fill his growler up and take it home. <laughs> Fucking name growler. Um, oh, God, it Yeah, you always threw that, didn't you? <laughs> it throws me out, um, <laughs> So there's that. But, like, coming into summer, um, I think we'll probably do some videos also with the hardware. So, like, the yeah. keg setups, the portable setups, the growler setups, because they're so freaking useful. And I think some, you know, there's certain ones out there that are super expensive. Yeah. And it's like, you don't need to spend, you know, 500 bucks on a on a keg setup. Like, just come have a look at I this. I actually got an idea for the uh, the growlers, like the portable stuff. We're, um, we're going to start doing a bit of skiing now. Coming to summer, coming to Somerset Dam and that. Oh, yeah, of course. You can come and do some skiing with us and bring that sort of stuff. We can do a video in the boat. Bloody. Have you seen me on skis? What? Oh, yes, let's do it. And I'll, just, I'll, I'll wakeboard or something and I'll ski with one of the growlers and just pour it in my mouth while we're cruising along. The amount of summers I spent trying to, yeah, between skiing, freaking wakeboarding, and all I managed to freaking accomplish was face plant. Can't do it, eh? I can kneeboard. <laughs> I can kneeboard. Actually, here's a funny story. To give you an idea of like how uncoordinated I am. About, must have been about two years ago. My son got a little KTM 50 for his birthday. And that motivated me. And I thought, I'm going to get my motorbike license. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be, you Uh, know, how hard's, I can ride a push bike. How hard's riding a freaking motorbike? And I said to mum and dad, all right, I'm going to get my motorbike license. And mum was like, oh, Shari, do you remember how long it took you to learn how to drive like a manual car? <laughs> Haters are going to hate mum. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I was useless. Like practical things. I'm, I'm just not handy. Yeah. Like I'm just not very good with practical things. And dad's like, this is a fucking terrible idea. This is, don't do it. You should not be out on a freaking road on a motorbike. You got to kill yourself. You got children. Think of the children. Wake up yourself. <laughs> anyway, I thought, you just have no faith in me. <laughs> you don't love me. I'm going to show you. This place is a prison. <laughs> anyway, so they went fine if that's what you want to do. And I took two days off work to go. Because to get your learners, you got to do a two-day practical test. Just to get your learners? Just to get your learners. Did my first day and I thought, geez, you know what? This isn't too bad. You know, this is fine. Did my second day, I thought, geez, I'd, I'm really, I wonder what bike I'm going to buy. Because like, I think it was like a Thursday or must have been a Tuesday, Wednesday. I thought, I'm going to buy myself a bike this weekend. This is. It's happening. This is happening. Like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be a bike chick, right? Yeah. This is, this is. Mate, that would have like doubled your views again. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls into work, pulls the helmet off. Big slow motion right. flick of the hair. Oh, stop it. my last round of the track, I'm he's sitting there trying to go slow, trying to go slow. This bitch fucking ends up on her ass. And I whacked my arm and I thought, geez, that hurt. He still gave me my learners. Like, and I stacked it. Like, and I stacked it good. So what was trying to go slow? Or you stacked it going fast? No, no, I stacked it going slow. No, fast, I'm fine. Well, I want you to go slow, do they? Yeah, because obviously, like, in, when you're in traffic, you've got to go you got. slow. Yeah. You've got to give way signs, roundabouts. 
Anyway, and it's not as easy as what I thought. Like, I just thought, oh, but no. Anyway, there's a whole thing to it. And I'm sure anyone who rides bikes on here is going to be like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. It's not that hard. Go back well, to Pee For me, it was hard. Anyway, that afternoon, got home, and I thought, shit. Like, I could hardly change gears to the car, and I thought, what have I done? I broke my freaking arm. It was broken. Broke it. So, and I didn't know at the time, and I'm in bed that night, and mum said, I think you need to go to the hospital. Like... You know, you weren't too good that because uh, mum went and got the kids that afternoon for me, and she weren't that good. I said, "I'll be fine. Take some, take some freaking Nurofen. I'll yeah, be fine." Yeah, some dirt on it. And I woke up the next morning and I couldn't even move it. And I thought, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do?" Anyway, I toddled down to the chemist. I got a freaking sling because I could not move it, and I toddled into work with my tail between my legs. <laughs> My arm in a sling. And my dad just looked at me like, I fucking told you. First day, mate, my God. Not even. I told you. Um, needless to say, I have not ridden a motorbike since. And yet, not happening. And that just gives you an idea of how uncoordinated and useless I am. Bloody motorbikes. Anyway, I still have my learners, my motorbike learners. Oh, that's just fun with that. So, like, that's, that's enough street credit in itself. <laughs> I'm hot as fuck. I yeah. have a motorbike learners. <laughs> Can't ride one, but I got I got I got the I got the tick on the license. Yeah. So yeah, no no water skiing for me. They'll never um, with my eyes, like when I got my license, they never let me have a um, motorbike license. Uh, Probably for the best. Yeah, I thought it's bullshit. Like I got fucking car license, got truck license, got boat license, but they oh, wouldn't. Oh, of course. They wouldn't give me a motorbike license. Oh. Yeah. But uh, you know, going forward, I did crash a lot of motorbikes. Uh, I broke two ribs on the buddy, um, on a four-wheeler. I was trying to impress, it was my ex-wife at, at the time, but she was like my new girlfriend. I was trying to impress her. Went out in the town, got fairly on it. I lived on, like, lived out of town on 50 acres. So my driveway was about 800 metres long. We got a taxi home and um, I always locked the front gate. So taxi drove us in and um, we got, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I didn't realise I was fucking wasted. Anyway... I said to Amy, my wife at the time, I said, you go inside and I'll, I'm going to follow the taxi out and lock the front gate. He's like, oh, you sure? Night time. Now, I never was about to see at night. I've always had bad <laughs> night vision. Like, yeah. even when I got the license, you can't drive at night. So I followed this taxi out and uh, he fairly hooked it and he was gone. So I'm fucking just on my four-wheeler with, head, with headlights, for he like you know, a dolphin torch for a fucking headlight, and I'm hooking it. And then next minute, all I could see was bubble white fence. And oh. I've gone... I'm just fucking wasted. I'm not even on my driveway. Like, and I'm going, <laughs> fuck. So I'm just full locked. And, you know, this instant reaction was turn. And that, this bomb rolled it. Rolled, rolled, rolled. And I've come and I've laid down. I've landed on my chest. I'm winded. And I'm laying on my side, my dirt face in the dirt. And I can see the bike upside down, the headlights on. And I can see the taxi drive out. <laughs> and just watch his taillights fade off in the distance. And I'm like, how? <laughs> 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 yeah, I was fucked. <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning. She's already she's wasted too, so she's already hit the set. She's passed out. No one knows I'm on the dirt. No one knows I'm out there. And I'm like, I'm fucked. And then I just laid there for a while, eventually got my breath back. And I got up. Once I could breathe, I was like, Woo! Fuck yeah! That was awesome! Put <laughs> the bike back over, snap handlebars, snap fucking clutch leaves, snap there. Went and um locked the gate, got it going, locked the gate, drove it home, all fucked up. <laughs> got home, like and I um Go inside, like, babe, you should see what I just did. Fucking claret coming out of me, torn shirt, I'm fucked, skinned off my face, but she's 
<laughs> she's out like, oh fuck. Anyway, I've already gone to sleep, woke up in the morning, turned my eyes open, went, oh, and I'm in agony. Something's wrong I'm just here. in fucking agony. Snapped two ribs on this side. And um, holy shit, I don't think I've ever experienced pain like it. It was terrible. Yeah, so, so yeah, your story beats mine. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> I was so fucked. And she's like, what's wrong with you? What happened? I was like, and I'm trying to think, what, what happened? And like, oh, fuck. I said, I rolled the cord last night. What? Why did you tell I tried, me? I tried to tell you. Yeah, I said, you were dead. <laughs> and she goes outside, the bike's all fucked up. She's like, holy fuck. And I'm like, and I, I can't move. And I could not move, eh? And I was only with this girl a week at the stage. Oh, so like, and she still married you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and no. I'm like, so all I want to do is keep impressing her and taking her out and doing shit. I'm just like, no, nah. I was just bedridden for like two weeks. Totally fucked. And the worst thing was I owned bloody, uh, I had just started my own business as Earth Moving, so I had the Bobcat truck. So the Bobcat is the roughest fucking Earth Moving vehicle so in the world. So I had to go, eventually I had to go to work with broken ribs on this Bobcat. It was just fucked up. Ah, motor blokes. Oh, jeez. Uh, we do not encourage drink that driving. type of behaviour. <laughs> Here at the Craft and Taste Room Supplies. I was at least sober. Yeah, we ride responsibly. <laughs> Girl, thank you so much for uh, coming on. It was a um, great pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. So, I'll, um, now that I know you've got seven beers on tap and I'm sort of indulging a little bit back in the beer slowly. You'll stop in? Oh, we'll be in tomorrow. <laughs> I'll tell my godfather we are going for a drive because he loves his fucking beer too. Oh, yeah, we'll come down. You yeah. can give, it, give stuff a go because yeah, last will. time you were in, you were dry, so you couldn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, so yeah, we will come in uh, tomorrow. He doesn't know this yet, but I'll tell him once you leave. <laughs> Or Friday afternoon, so Jace always, we always have Friday afternoon beers. Yeah, right. You can stop in Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I'd, um, I'm actually in trouble. So the um, I did an interview yesterday and the, the box here went flat, so we had to plug it in the power. So my godfather ran his extension lead out for me. And um, he didn't realise he unplugged the fridge to do so. So he just comes over before you got here. God, son! Fucking fridge has been off for two days. <laughs> and I'm like, no! But he's a man of uh, many fridges, so he was a backup with beer in it too. So he's uh, he's always set. But yeah, <laughs> could be very bad. Yeah, that was the stuff. I yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. Oh, jeez. So, all right, girl. Safe travels home. Thank like you. Like he's not that far. No, no, no. You'll be able to see me. I'll take you home on the motorbike if you like. <laughs> he's got a couple. Got the two of us. He's got a couple. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. You watch where I'm going, and I'll keep the balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't see. I can't balance. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right oh. All right, thank you. Gotcha. Blinded by the light.